So this is the third week of Sam and Sutton where we have just weekly conversations. In the past, we've had a bunch of conversations that we kind of looked at each other and said, this would make for a really great podcast. So we decided to turn it into a podcast, Sam and Sutton. Um, so in this episode, we really just talk about Sutton's business a little bit, ESA, and kind of how different it is going from the corporate world to entrepreneurship and how they kind of feed each other. Um, so we talk about hardships, we talk about um, getting into entrepreneurship and all of that good stuff. So again, Sutton is one of the most badass accountants I know. He's obsessed with numbers, obsessed with finance, and is just overall a really great dude to talk to. Has a bunch of uh, weird quirky wisdom to him, and I'm super excited for you guys to tune into this episode. So again, if anything stands out to you, please feel free to uh, take a screenshot, share it on social media, share it on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, Twitter, wherever it is, and uh, tag me at Sam Lister with two underscores at the end. So again, hopefully you guys will enjoy the show. And we'll get on with it. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. So we are back for week three of Sam and Sutton Talks. We are going to get right into it. Sutton, how is it going? It's going well. It's going well. It is January 19th, 2020. I can't believe it's already halfway. January is almost almost over, which is nuts. It's bonkers. And it feels like every single week that we sit down, I feel like I just saw you yesterday, which truly emphasizes how fast time is flying. Yeah. it's, It's bonkers. It's nuts. And I feel like... We like we've been working together for probably a year and a half now. Yeah, give Dude, or take. It may even be two, may even be longer. Two. It may even be two because I'm pretty sure it was Q1, like the first time that we sat down at that coffee shop. It was probably 2018. It was. It was definitely. It, it was, was like definitely 18 because that was before you. It even was like thought, summer of 2018. Because I remember that was like when you were like when you didn't even know if you're doing like video or camera. You, yeah. you just were talking about like we just sat down just like hey because you're like hey I see that you do some videos. Yeah. Like and just tell me about it. Dude, that's so oh like my so God. that was before because then the next yeah. time we sat down was when you had MK vlogs and I was like, I don't think that would be a good name. Yeah, I don't like, think that like, name is whack. But but that was months later, even after the first contact. Mm-hmm. So like Oh man. Dude, it, 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 it's, it's coming up minute. it's probably coming up on two years. Yeah, it's probably I would say like Q one of eighteen. Months. Yeah, I would say Q sometime Q one of eighteen sounds sounds about right to me. Yeah, when we first met because I like think first it was met so sat down just to shoot the shit. Yeah, because because we did that, I was I didn't really know what I was doing. You were st- you had like a few accounting gigs, right? Yes. You were kind of that was like writing ESA. I I I had maybe one or two project clients at that time. Oh my goodness! Yeah, because I I was like two or three months into the company at that time. Video wasn't even on the table for me. No, 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 because you literally brought up with me in that sit down, like, hey, so like I see that you do videos, like, tell me about it. Yeah. So that was like. Oh my. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah, because I was doing that's crazy. I was doing videos, but not for people. I was still making videos. Yes, on like Instagram, on Snapchat, yes. and everything, but nothing for like. No, no, I, 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 and if I recall, it wasn't even like a thought. You were just kind of picking my brain on what I was doing. Yeah, that's so fascinating. Then yeah. probably five, six, seven months later, maybe more, ten months. I don't know. I have to like think because because, because, because we like fall. met in the interim. I remember when you were like then thinking about like MKE vlogs and talks yeah. and things like that. It, but I think it was in the fall of eighteen. Yeah, then. it was probably like early, early fall, late yes. summer of twenty eighteen yes. when I came to you. Like, oh, I'm doing this MKE vlog yeah. stuff, going into companies, vlogging around. And you're like, yes. love the love the concept, hate the name, yeah, switch it up. On on literally that ride home, I came up with the blank slate media. That is actually phenomenal. That, I, I I did not know that. On that, that ride home, phenomenal. I I pulled up into my into my driveway and I'm like, 
I wasn't even thinking about it on the way home. I'm like, yeah, MK Vlogs is probably a lame name. Like, it's stupid. It puts me in a box. Yep. Wasn't really thinking about new names. Pulled up into my driveway. Popped in my head. Blank Slate Media without the A. I'm <laughs> see if it's available. Went online. It was available. Bought the LLC. Bought the naming rights, that whatever is it is. And here we are. That is phenomenal. I actually never even knew that story, so that is really cool to yeah, hear. Yeah, so that's how I came up with Blank Slate Media. That is really cool to hear. After literally that talk. I love it. That 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 that, that just gave me the warm and fuzzies inside. Yeah, so that, man. That like, is phenomenal. I don't know. It's The time has moved so freaking fast. Yeah, and now a year and a half. Like That's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Dude, let's get into ESA stuff and more. Let's turn this podcast more into business route. I know... Um, I've kind of seen a, seen like an interesting trend on on LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn Same, specifically, bro. but really all social medias in general, which which is awesome. And that's preaching more like emotional stuff, vulnerability, EQ side of things, and like being being okay to be emotional. Which is Can I actually hit with a thought? Yeah, just that popped in my head when you said that. So like, I really think that there's a whole lot of overcompensation when 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 something's been lacking something for so long, then you see it just like too too pressed. And I'm sure, like, I, I don't know if this is where you're going with it, so please stop me if you weren't. But, uh, like, it was super business-heavy, business-centric, and there was no emotion. Now it's like it's all you see, and I'm sure there's a happy medium somewhere of business plus that emotional kind of talk where, where it's actually practical, valuable for everyone else, and it's then not turning into a soapbox, which yeah. is not to discredit it once again. Absolutely love it. I know we've even done it. You yeah. know, like, I love those conversations just as much as anyone, but I do feel like it's kind of going from one extreme to the other, and there's going to be a sweet spot somewhere in the middle, and I'd love to see if we could find that. Yeah, like that's how like my like that's how I would describe my life in 2019 as well. But like I've seen it on like LinkedIn is just the easiest example probably because it's such a heavy business platform. Absolutely. And then we we started to see like more EQ and emotional mm -hmm. talks. Then everyone just went all yep. in on like, yeah, I'm gonna open up, talk about my emotions, which is awesome, and it's rad that like people can do that and like. Um, people have like given other people the platform to do that, which is like that's how you really grow. Absolutely. But I think we're we're going to start to see more actual hardcore business stuff, and we'll definitely find a middle ground Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Which is it's important. Absolutely. Like, because then I mean that's that's still the platform. I mean if LinkedIn's sad and just the emotional cue, yeah. Then just put it on Instagram. Yeah. I mean like like I still go there for business centric like, and I think there's a fine medium to doing it too. Mm -hmm. It's a, you can have a conversation about, you know, how it impacts you in business or how does it like, you know, or even if you hit, you know, I'll use it in my post like this can be, you know, personal or professional or this and that. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, like this grand, you know, focus on business. But at the end of the day, I think like people are still going to go there and people should still be going there for overall business content. So like I think that there's a perfect balance of mixing the two, you know, to offer value that that can kind of hit both uh both realms yeah and it's it's interesting because there's four different i'm gonna even try to say the four that i always forget the fourth one there's four different types of like value you can add like on linkedin we see a lot of like motivational and educational so there's motivational educational entertainment or entertaining and you knew you're gonna blank yeah i, I I've, I've never heard it so. in it might be like inspirational but i think inspirational kind of goes along with motivational. motivational we'll call them those for it uh, i don't think it's inspirational though but yeah on linkedin we see a lot of like oh it's informing it, yeah it's it's in i knew it was an i it's the four <laughs> four value pillars are informing entertaining motivating and educating okay. so we see on linkedin a lot of like motivating and educating type things um 
even in, even like informing like oh i'm the expert at this topic i'm going to just share my share my info share my um quote-unquote thought leadership in this space that's we see a lot of that i think i really want to touch on that too at some point so just yeah keep that in mind um i think the the two that we definitely lack um or number one is entertainment no one's entertaining on the platform besides shay yeah i i I don't really consume a whole lot of content that i would deem to be entertaining yeah shay shay has a very informational which is a message actually in my mind yeah I'm really not a fan of like overly entertaining. If I'm going for business, like yeah. I'm not exactly. But that's why she's grown so quickly. Absolutely, because trust she, me, I'm not. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm knocking. I'm saying a personal consumption. Yeah, personal consumption. That that that's not where I. And I think I think entertainment goes in a variety of different ways. What like when someone says like, "Oh, is this piece of content entertaining?" What do you think of? I think of like you know, like not to just go with the generics, but like. I think Tom Bilyeu is overly entertaining. He's passionate. He has like that, like for me, that's like entertaining because it gets me razzed. It gets me like, you know, really worked up when I think of like the entertainment and the way in which you just described, I think of like making comedy out of it or like skits and trying to get your point across through like, you know, how humor and like humor. And like, I'm not necessarily looking to go and laugh and be like, ah, I just learned something though. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not what I'm, that's not how I value entertainment. Yeah. So you, you think, like you look at like a time value piece of content that's entertaining for you. Yeah, or, or like a lot of people like 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 uh, even before, um, and I think a lot of people live in this realm. Like people who listen to Gary yeah. Gary V, like they don't do shit with it. They watch it because it's entertaining. Yeah. Like which I think that's like that in itself. Enter- entertainment can mean different things to absolutely. a lot of different people. Yeah. So I, it's I like still that like you went there with it. Yeah. Just because like hey, I don't expect you to go out and write a skit and copy Shay. Like, that's mm-hmm. not your form of entertainment. But could you take what Gary does and take what Tom does and, like, those forms Precisely. of entertainment? Like, that's why I, like, invest in studio stuff because it's entertainment. It looks – it it's a higher quality aesthetic, so it might want people – like, make people want to watch. Yep. Like, and that that's all entertainment. Yes. Like, I we easily could do this with an iPhone video and no mics, no anything, no lights, yeah. and just sit down in a closet and do it. Would it be that entertaining? No. Uh, pretty lights and pretty cameras and multiple angles, like, that's more entertaining. Absolutely. And, like, and, and I find podcasts to be entertaining. And that's why, like, I was – I didn't even know, like, LinkedIn's video parameters and stuff, but I was hoping that, like, you post the whole thing. I don't necessarily – if I'm like, if I'm really powering through something, I'll have it on in the background necessarily. But like, I actually don't really listen to podcasts or very seldomly that are strictly audio. Really? I would rather click play on a video and have the video on in the background to know that like I can click to it if I want like a second to watch it and see the people interacting. Interesting. So that's why I was a little bit disheartened when you mentioned that or disheartened when you mentioned They're that. They're all on YouTube, baby. Are they? They're all on YouTube. I should probably know that shit. Sorry you about that. I haven't subscribed Damn. yet. I know. I saw your wow. post. I know. I know. Man, I think Damn. we'll need to cut this off right here. <laughs> or or this is a good promotion for it. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did not know that. I was more so just focusing on like the LinkedIn aspect of it. Like yeah. the fact that you can't post long form video or I did not even know that. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I truly like to play it and have it on in the background. So gotcha. like when I want to like click away from it for a second, like I want to see the people talking. I don't just want to like, you know, be on just listen to it. Yeah. Like an Apple podcast or not to say that I don't do it. Trust me. I do. Yeah. 
but I, I prefer one over the other. I think that's interesting because a lot of people do podcasts so they can just listen to audio when they're on a, on a run or working out at the gym or doing cardio or yeah. um, cleaning cleaning around the house, like just kind of like mundane tasks. Yeah, that, like that's where, that's where I listen to podcasts the most, like really? when I'm driving and stuff. I, that's crazy. I, I listen to like one Logan really Paul podcast. Uh, I watch the video because he's – Again, he crushes the entertainment side of mm-hmm. things. They're they're all crazy characters. Yes, like it's it's a fun podcast to watch. Um, but outside of that, like all of, like Tom Billy's stuff, Gary's stuff, like that's all audio. Really? Yeah, that's so odd. Now, see, for me, like driving and like gym, I have to be music. Yeah, I can't like I, I'm like that. I need something that's fast, moods. heavy. Like, but like, but like, I, I don't have a mood at the gym. That's not like I, I, cause like for me, the gym isn't like second nature. Yeah. So I like have to be in it. And like, for me, that's something that like has to be loud. It has to be fast and it has to be heavy. Yeah. And it has to hit. So like, if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm going to sit down at the, I'm, I'm going to sit down on the treadmill and be like, <laughs> oh shit, for real. I'm going to make a note. like, I wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> Same did. thing with driving, like driving. I listen to stuff that can make my mind like kind of go but if i'm listening to like then you just drive off a bridge and yeah oh yeah i'm gonna be like on my notes the whole freaking time driving (laughs) because i'm gonna try to be making like things that pop in my head because that's what happens when i listen to podcasts that's where i typically go then is like start relating it and like so i can't do it while i'm doing something else interesting i mean i listen to them like in the background while i'm like working but realistically i'm like working so then it's like oh something pops up okay cool note and then go back you know like Mm. but driving gym like i i don't do podcasts there but that's probably why it goes in the whole realm of why i like to watch it then interesting Let, let's transition that into flow like getting into a flow state because like you you go through life and like whether i've been really liking your post on that though by the way because like you. you were the first person to conceptualize that and the vibrations thing and yeah. those are really like i i, lo- I watch those con- i watch those pieces of content a couple times over just because i really like the thought process of that oh thank you Absolutely. well we can we can go into both um to kind of like sum up what sutton's talking about like I've, I've been talking about like vibrations and the state of flow a lot so we'll start with uh vibrations and i'll get into flow because i want to go a little bit deeper so like everyone operates on a different vibration so when you're in middle school when you're in high school when you're in college, like all of these different stages of life, you're operating on different frequencies um, and frequencies, vibrations and waves, all of that good stuff. Um, so in theory, you keep elevating your, your vibrations and you keep raising your vibrations as you dig into self-development, as you surround yourself with different people, you, you grow as a human in theory hope hopefully you hopefully. are growing through middle school, through high school, through sure college not. years, through adult years. Um, and as you kind of dig deeper into this like self-development journey, you start meditating, you start working out, you start your own business, you start just caring about things that will help you grow. You're not just going out and partying every single Tuesday and Thursday with, with the boys. And not that that's <laughs> bad. Some people love that. But um, how you raise your vibration is kind of stepping out of that. Um, so as you, as you step out, you raise your vibrations. That's super lonely because there's not a lot of people operating on that vibration. But once you start operating on that for long enough, you attract the same vibrations. You attract the same people around that vibrations. So that's why you look at a dude like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Tom Billu, like, they're operating on a way higher frequency than most people, but that shows because they're. That's why it says like it's lonely at the top because when you're at the very tippy top, your vibration is operating so high, and a lot of people cannot operate on that vibration or they're not there yet. So I think that that's kind of like an unlike that I, I just really like that. made. I I never like thought through that like it's oh awesome. it's lonely at the top. It's like no, it's actually lonely at the top because from a scientific standpoint. 
they're operating on a higher level than everyone else. Yeah. Not that that's like egotistical or anything. It's like they've no. worked their ass no, off. No, it's just factual. Um, so that's kind of my, my little spiel about vibrations and, um, yeah, and waves and operating. So going into flow, though. So every everything around us can be in a state of flow. So even this podcast, I, I talk about, like, I get into a state of flow. Mm-hmm. I, I allow you to get into a state of flow. Absolutely. And that's when you're just you're just going. You're hammering points. You're everything just – it it feels like you're in a flow. Yep. When I'm snowboarding, I get into a wave of flow or a state of flow. Like I'm feeling everything I knew, hammer my tricks, whatever it is, whether you're you're writing a LinkedIn post or a poem, like you get into the state of flow. Gym, that's a, one of the biggest ones. You get into a state of flow. You get into a mindset of like, I'm going to crush this workout. Um, I, w- I want you to talk about how do you get into a state of flow in work? Because working working out like working out of the gym is is fairly not easy but like people have their routines i feel like a lot of people struggle getting into their their like workflow essentially when they're in work there's so many distractions around and i wanted you to talk about interesting this is anything i've ever been anything you do this is the first time i've ever thought about this so Mm -hmm. so bear with me a little bit i guess um for me it really comes down to what truly i think how i start my day Mm-hmm. There are some days that like I naturally will wake up and feel like this is there for me there there there's two different types of productive like there is you being uber productive because you're like creating like visualizing like this is what I want and you're like kind of like starting to build the foundation to like what the future is and then there are productive days where listen I'm just gonna buckle down and I have the actual knit like knit gritty be in the weeds and I have to get a lot of shit done today mm-hmm. so like. Depending on where I wake up, that's going to depend on what I listen to to get into the flow of what I want to be doing. And if it's something where I'm like trying to go visionary, where I'm like, oh, shit, I really want ideas and I'm being creative today and I can just feel it that like I'm going to tr- I want to create something I want to um, accomplish that or yeah, I want to create and I want to develop, I should say, is the one box. If that's the day I'm going to listen to podcasts, I'm going to listen to um, different types of whether it's insightful, motivational um just learning-esque content mm-hmm. where it can like keep me in that state where it's pushing me to think, where it's pushing me to do. I also have a work playlist for the days where I want to barrel down and be productive, I should say. So like the use of productive, meaning like I want to, I have to get this, 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 and this done. Mm-hmm. I've got to execute on this like month end. Like I've got to, you know, finish this client's books. I've got to close this. I've got to get these reports out. I listen to music. Mm. Because I don't want to like realm that. It's just like it, it's there and it's on. And like those are my two different states of getting in the flow, I guess, in the workday. But I've never thought about that before. This is the first time I've ever even... Yeah. But but that is wholeheartedly what I do. That's interesting. And when you... I know you you live a fairly structured life. Mm-hmm. Would that be a fair That would be more than fair, yeah. Um, when you... When life throws you a curveball. Yeah. I know I, I sometimes struggle with this. Say your, your morning routine, you wake up a half hour late or 20 minutes late, whatever it is. Yeah. And you have your morning morning routine structured from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. Like, these are the things I'm going to do. What if something doesn't happen? What if you can't work out? What if you can't answer your emails in time? How, how are you affected by that? Um, it depends what the task that I'm forced to miss out on is. Mm-hmm. So it depends how much value I have on it. Like, okay. I mean, if it's something that's like on like my, you know, weekly radar, that I have to get done and I wanted to get it done today, well, I'll just push and I can get it done tomorrow or, you know, I, I can kind of still make it work. 
if it's a daily task, like my goal is to get to the gym every day right now. Yeah. So if I like miss it and yep. like that slot of time and then I look and see like, I don't have an hour, an hour, I can put an hour and a half where I can get to the gym, work out and get back. And like, I'm, that is an active what thing there? I'm working through. Yeah. Um, what happens is usually that I feel like I, I failed the entire day. Yep. And I mean, I can crush it. I mean, I can have like a great day. It can be phenomenal. I, it could be, you know, on every other account, great, but I'll, always look back at that one that like why why couldn't i have gotten like why did i snooze that yeah like like once i'm up like like when you're in bed sometimes like the biggest thing for me in the morning the biggest issue is things that happen throughout the day are like you know i mean you have reports and stuff so like if they come in and it's like a 30 minute conversation well i I can't avoid that nor do i want to i don't want to come across like that like those are conversations i like but i have those built into my day like i know that like you know no one at no one in their day, you know, if you set out 10 hours to be at the office or this or that, are going to have 10 hours of productivity because people are yeah. going to pop in. There's going to be questions. You're going to put out a fire here, put out a fire there. Um, but I'm in that time structure box. So, like, when it happens, I'm okay with it. When something that's on my time, so, like, before I get to the office or this or that, like, it has to be to a T mm-hmm. because that's what I've structured and I'm in control of it. Yeah. So, like, for me, and that goes then for, you know, at, in the evening as well, um, once I get out of it, it's like, well, what did I like? What I what I did then better have been more productive than what that was. Otherwise, I'm going to be down on myself about it. Yeah, no, that's that's super interesting. And um, yeah, like I don't know. I for for me personally, I I've sometimes like struggled with like I, I typically wake up between like five and five thirty. Like some days that I like, I think this the thing that like throws me off the most is, like going to bed a little later than I'm used to. And I, like I wake up like a half hour late or an hour late. Like yeah. yes, I get the same amount of sleep, but like that that half hour or that hour in the day, I'm like wow, my whole day is so yeah. jumbled and messed up, and like I can't be productive today. See, and that's how like like I obviously get up like three forty five alarm and which three forty five three forty five alarm um, with a three three hours after midnight. Yes. Yeah, I I, oh I, I, I love being up and at him in the morning. Um, I prefer to be going when. What time do you go to bed? Eight fifteen, eight thirty. I try to get two in seven p.m. hours. I try to get in seven hours. <laughs> um, but a couple things, I I do follow that same cadence. So if I get to bed at nine, I'm like shit because actually sleep is the one thing I won't give up. I need seven hours. Yeah. So so I'll move my alarm back to whatever to match however late I'm going to bed. So you're sometimes going to bed at seven a.m. or seven p.m. No, seven. What what did you say? About between eight and eight thirty. Oh okay. So I can make sure I'm getting in seven hours. That's still insane. Yeah. Um, but none, I mean, but, but, but it works for me. Yeah. So what about that then though is like, even if, so sleep is most important. I got it. I always got to get seven. Yep. And I know that there's probably science out there that says like, well, maybe I'm not someone who needs seven, but that's an arbitrary number that I threw on it. So be it for the sake of this conversation and the sake of what I approached it. No, that's pretty like science, scientific. Okay. It's like, it's seven hours is like, that's good. Okay. <laughs> but nonetheless, so like if I go to bed, say, you know, 930, and then I have to get up, you know, let's just even say 30 minutes later for easy, for easy math or an hour later. Um, I will for like that next day, just to go on what you were saying, I'll then look at the morning like, well, by this time, I would usually already have the gym and five or six hours of work in by noon or I'm just making up a number. But like, you know, it's like oh, I already have this. I'm forever behind the eight ball that day. Yeah. So like getting to bed is actually the most critical i've never thought about it but like actually like my bedtime is actually the most critical part of if tomorrow's probably mentally yeah is if tomorrow's going to be successful because i'm going to base the how that day is structured 
based on what my, I guess, expectation is of accomplishment throughout, you know, at different checkpoints of the day. Yeah. No, it's super fascinating. I remember, uh, you know, it was a few days ago. I woke up a little late. I, w- I went to bed early, though. I So I typically go to bed around, like, between, like, 9.30 and 10.30, somewhere in there. Wake up roughly Night around owl. 5. Um, <laughs> <laughs> night owl goes to bed at 9.30. <laughs> that, that's a night owl compared for Sutton. Um, but I w- woke up a little late. Woke up probably, like, 30 minutes, 40 minutes late. Um, like, snoozed my alarm, just couldn't wake up, wasn't having it. And like, I had the like worst first half of the day. I was, I didn't work out. I was super tired. I wasn't motivated. And I'm like, damn, this sucks. But like, I'm not going to let this ruin my day. So like between probably like noon and like one thirty or something, went home, ate a little bit, laid down in my bed, took like a half hour caffeine nap. You know what caffeine naps are? No. Take some caffeine and then go for a nap for 20 minutes because caffeine doesn't hit the bloodstream for about 20 minutes to a half hour. So I took, like, drank like a cup of coffee, which I typically don't do. Went, laid down, didn't like completely knock out, but I just laid there just completely still, kind of meditated a little bit, then woke up, was ready to go, and I'm like, okay, let's, let's fucking crush the day. Went for a walk. And then that like second half of the day was one of like my most productive days like in a while. Interesting. So it was super cool. Like I, I forced myself, I'm like, Dude, you had a shitty first half of the day. Don't make the that is super powerful to be able to because I think like and this is something that I'm actively getting. I'm getting better. I can sense it from you know today. You know, compared to a couple months ago, like that once a day is over, like or that once like you like go like off of your routine or schedule, it doesn't mean that your day has to be over because you can reset it. Yeah, like like you can still have the second the best half of a second day that you've ever had yeah but being able to get there is so powerful and i think like that goes um for me with health actually um because i used to always like um this is something i'm still actively like getting better at is like if i have something throughout the day that's like not healthy or like or if i you know if i have a lunch with the client or dinner with the client i'm like well like my whole day is already ruined so like realistically i'm just gonna have some snacks or i'm gonna have this or i'm gonna have that and yeah and it's obviously not the case because why should you? You know, like yeah. like why why like go off the deep end just just because you had one instance that maybe wasn't up to par with where you want to be, but but I think you can absolutely relate that kind of to um, I think it, to conceptualize it. I know that makes sense to a lot of people in the health thing because everyone who I talk to is like, yeah, no, once I have one thing, then it's like over. Yeah. But I think it, as individuals, we could get better at doing that in every aspect of life. Like just if if you're off your schedule or if you get off a little bit, it doesn't mean that you can't jump right back on and go twice as hard. Yeah. You know, one one instance doesn't have to ruin a whole day or a whole week, you know. Yeah. That's why I hate, like, New Year's re- resolutions. Oh, they're the worst. Like, you can make a January 19th resolution. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why, like, I, not that I, like, purposely didn't set, like, oh, these are my New Year's resolutions. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this time and just think about and reflect on my life and, like, yeah. really analyze everything around me. Like, what do I, what can be my January 19th resolution? What can be my February 13th resolution? Like, yeah, you can, like, people get so wrapped up in, oh, I'll start my new workout schedule on Monday, but it's Wednesday today. I'm not going to work out until Monday. It's yeah. like, no, you can start it whenever. Like, you yep. can start a new routine on a Thursday and just have the Thursdays map up. Yeah. You can start a new workout or work schedule on January 13th. Yes. Not January 1st. No, and, that, and, and, and like, you, like, show me someone who, like, works like that or operates like that, and I'll show you someone who doesn't actually want to do what they say that they want to do. Yeah. Because if you actually wanted to, you'd be so hungry to do it that you wouldn't be able to wait the three, four arbitrary days that you've set. Yeah. 
I loved there was a couple interactions actually i want to talk about from the comment section of some of your and maybe jake's yep. post from this it, week it was my post about no, i don't mind it was going. your post there was two yeah your post me commenting that jake is a thought leader there jake is. responding jake and responded, some dude, and some dude responding not. yeah how can I, we be a thought leader i, I Gen Z? absolutely love going ah, i want it to sound pc I love challenging individuals. I love trolls on LinkedIn. I love, I love people who trolls. do it because it gives me an opportunity to showcase, like, because if you would come out and make a post that was like, I can't stand when people do X or like, you're going to sound petty, but when someone does it in the comments and then you can do it constructively, gives you a pretty nice opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, and, I, and maybe that's the little, I had that one post about like, you know, the proving people wrong thing on your shoulder. I, I, I think that I still love that to an extent, you know, being able to kind of jump in and, mm-hmm. you know. I just, for me, I'll say that like, I don't like, it's not, I don't mind differing opinions. I don't like when they impose them or think that other people can't do something because of what your limiting belief is. Yeah. So like, or when you try to impose on someone else's like happiness or the way that they're going, like that's where then I dry shoe and that's when I have fun jumping in. So like, mm-hmm. let's talk about that comment for a second. I think someone was like, yeah. well, and once again, it was all passive aggressiveness. Yeah. Because he was like, well, hey, why do you think that they're like, you know, when, when really he just wanted to come out and be a dick and say, yeah, you can't be a thought leader at 20 years old or yep. like because you haven't experienced shit or like, you know, he was just trying to get you into like, which just be just you're like what I didn't look at the guy's profile. Let's just say but yeah. you've got to at least be 40 or 50 because you're because you're yep. putting age on a pedestal. So you're putting age on a pedestal means you're probably an older adult yeah and if you're an older adult why are you being why are you being passive aggressive with somebody who is in their 20s like like yeah. you're literally a complete amateur at that point so you're a piece of shit but i'll take whatever it is what it is you can tell i don't really have a whole lot of sympathy this. for these I people i love this um at that point this is where i actually want to kind of like make this constructive though because i think this is a really cool topic do you care what people call themselves and let me give you my opinion before you answer i don't give a shit if you want to call yourself a thought leader and you're 11 years old Nobody has to listen to you, yeah. but I'm not going to get offended by it. What the hell do I care? If you're, if like, if you're on LinkedIn calling yourself like a thought leader and you're like this, if you call your, okay, I'll just go like super extreme. If you call yourself a CFO at 11 years old, I'm not going to look and go, well, bro, you don't have your stripes. You don't like, I'm just going to, you can look at it and anyone of real value is going to look at your shit and go, well, I know he's just bogus. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to extreme example. I'm not even relating to the thought leader at this point, but like, why do, why do people get offended over that? Yeah. Like. Like that, like that literally wouldn't insecure. bother me at it's all. Their, it's their own insecurities. Exactly, exactly, which is where I want to go with that. It's like it's so asinine to me that people get worked up over what someone else is doing or like if that makes that individual feel good about themselves, I actually like feel bad for that individual that they're trying to say that they're a CFO at 11 when they have no prior accounting experience and they probably don't even know how to balance a month. Yeah. But that to call themselves a CFO, they probably have never even looked at an accounting book, but it is. And I'm using a stupid example. I get yeah. it, but I just don't want to, you know, use a topic that could be, you know, maybe that I'm not an expert to speak in. But I don't, I, Are I you don't. calling care. yourself a thought leader? I am not calling myself <laughs> a thought leader. I'm calling, well, and, 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 and actually, truthfully, I, I actually would. Yeah. There are very few individuals who have reached this point in the accounting world by this, you know, arbitrary age that I have, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's just, it's just factual. Yeah. So realistically I've done something right. I'm a thought leader to whoever cares to listen. Yeah. I don't consider myself a thought leader for everyone. Cause some people hear this and go, well, I'm going to go my own path and cool. Then it's not, I think anyone can be a thought leader, which is why I thought that was an interesting topic for that person to go at. A thought leader is someone who has a thought and someone happened. One person happens to listen to it because they're leading that one individual. 
So like if I can if I can swing one person to believing what I'm saying, you're a thought leader. I'm a thought leader, which is such a which is like foolish. Like so really like why get worked up if somebody wants to call themselves that? Yeah, that's so fascinating. And like one like my so I, I respond back to the comment and I'm like yeah this is yada yada yada. Yeah, like, I, I had a good. And point. obviously it wasn't pertaining to me. So no. like that's why I didn't jump in a whole lot on no, that. No, I'll like, say it's it's my boy Jake. Uh, Jake and I are close. He's Gen I call I called him a Gen Z thought leader. So I, myself, Sam Lister, called Jake a thought leader because he crushes Gen Z content. He crushes informing the audience about Gen awesome. Z. And one of the dudes responds, how can you be a thought leader if you're 20 years old or whatever? He did so, not. He did, but, but let's just say he did not say it like that. He was trying to like that's, that's coax true. you into saying so he could have some Well, he, Yeah, he asked like, how can you or how can you be a thought leader yeah. Well, what, I think what can he just what, ask, like, well, what can he do or what, something? What like, can Gen Z be a thought leader in? Yeah, or something like so that. So Jake yeah. responds, Gen Z can be a thought leader in Gen Z. Yeah. So he responds, earn your stripes, yada yada yada. Like, don't call yourself a thought leader. And I thought the funniest thing was Jake never called himself a thought leader. You no. never called yourself a thought leader. I never called myself a thought leader. <laughs> I called Jake a thought leader. <laughs> Completely different humans. Jake and I are not. Siamese twins are connected like we're different people I <laughs> called him a thought leader and this dude was so butthurt over it yeah. I, I love LinkedIn trolls yeah I love do I. and this dude comments on ev like Does the little like Milwaukee like squad or like young people young creator squad he comments on everything just trying he roasted like Ty for one of his like TikTok videos and I'm like this is golden <laughs> I just don't understand how people like go through stuff like that it's like there, those people bonkers. are so hurt like I I do feel I feel sorry for the dude it's like so dude you are 45 50 years old leaving trying to leave hurtful comments on 18 19 20 year olds on the internet go fucking do something with your life you piece of shit <laughs> damn the passion is out I wasn't even gonna go that far but uh but we've already the same. sworn so yeah, hopefully 12 year olds here. aren't Watching I'm this. not monetizing this. So. And if they are, hopefully they know that this is how they should react to those people too. Yeah. And not to like call, not to like, cause, cause like none of us like in that chain called them out on it because, no. cause it's we were all very respectful. Very, very respectful. One hey, it's like, here. it just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but like, but it, but it's absolutely bonkers to me. And like, I just want to like be the, on the constructive topic again. Like why do people care what other people call themselves? Yeah. Because like, like I've never gotten like, I want to People have always asked, like, well, like, what is, like, your title or what do you, like, care about, like, and, and I, I had a conversation with my mentor when I was, like, 18 years old, and I was, like, well, I wanted to be, like, a senior accountant, and he's, like, do you realize, like, you know, yes, that matters, he's, like, when you're leaving here, but theoretically, like, right now, like, what, what does that matter to you, though? Mm -hmm. He's, like, I mean, if you, if you, like, call yourself that, what do you care yeah. He's, he's, he's like, trust me, that there is value in cadence that like when you're no longer here on your resume, you're going to want it to say what you want it to say. Yeah. But he's like, but be able to separate what is the perception of what that says and what do you care about what that says? And for me, it was like in that moment, I was like, I, 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 I don't actually like because he because he, and then like he kept going like because if you actually look at the tasks that you're doing and the responsibilities, he's like somebody can call and this is no disrespect to what I'm going to say, but like. He's like, if somebody calls you the janitor, but your pay is still right and you have the same responsibilities of a senior accountant, he's like, are you going to, would you care? And then, and then it kind of forced you to look internally, like, do I have ego wrapped up in a job title? Yeah. He, he's, he's like, because I can promise you that the pay and stuff is going to be right, blah, blah, blah. He's like, but the fact that you're asking me about a title and not about pay, you're not asking me about responsibility. Why do you care about the title? Mm-hmm. 
He's like, because that shows me that you care about perception. Yep. And if perception matters, he's like, then that's something we should probably talk about because that's going to be an interesting road to go down. Mm -hmm. And like in that moment, I never cared about a title. Like, and I literally mean it. Yeah. Like so much so that I can go to the extreme of like, if you look at like on ESA, I used to say account manager on my LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. That's big facts. I used to literally say account manager because that's what I would theoretically be doing. I was managing my accounting accounts. Yeah. Like my clients. But then when I would talk to people, they're like, oh, so you work for, I was like, no, 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 it's my company. And people would get confused. They're like, well, why don't you say like, because I don't want to call myself a founder yeah. because I didn't give a shit because like, I didn't feel like I founded something. It was a side hustle that I just happened to like, I wasn't after the title of it. This is what I'm actually doing. Mm -hmm. And I realized like, was I actually a founder or owner of this? Technically, yeah, but I, I didn't care enough to even like, because the day-to-day -day of what I loved was actually managing the accounts. So I was like, oh, well, I'd rather have it on that. I'm, I want it to be known that like, well, I'm the one who's going to be handling the accounts too. So I don't, I don't want it to come across like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and maybe that wasn't the right way to handle it, but it just shows that, like, I literally wasn't even thinking about putting that as a title or like as a preference. And there was so much of the reason for that was because I couldn't stand that people were like, like coming across now this goes with the other conversation that we just had mm -hmm. where like i didn't want to like tick those people off who look at like people who say founder and look at people who like and i don't want them to look at my profile and be like well it's not even that big of a company and yeah. i'm saying like founder and i don't want to come across like you know like yeah. i'm flexing or this or like that or you know even though there was none of that like i was going to but i didn't even want that to be across mm -hmm. because i was worried about those troll type people yeah and like that is the one thing I'll also say too, though. Um, I realize we're going a couple of different places. There you go. That is where I'll, where I get frustrated though, mm -hmm. not with a thought leader or like with the CEO or like, you know, or founder or this or that, or let's say the 11 year old CFO, cause it's never going to happen. But let's just say that that's like, <laughs> like if he's then saying like, oh yeah, I'm managing millions of dollars worth of accounts. Well, I'm going to call you out on that bullshit mm -hmm. because you're realistically not. Because like, be. there's some 11 year old If they are, if they are, <laughs> step up to it then. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, if they are, who? Because I would love to, like, shit, like, then you, like, yeah. you know, like, but, but, like, hollow, you know, like, yeah. like, flexing is what I don't yeah. like because that's still, you're trying to gain a perception on, you know, you're being fake, yeah. which is, like, not, like, but I, I so much didn't want to be in that troll bucket of everyone, like, putting founder and then trying to flex it that I actually was building a company. I actually had clients consistent clients and i didn't even have the audacity to still put that yeah and there's a couple things wrong with that one i should have you know i sh one i shouldn't have cared about the potential trolls who would look at that funny yeah two it shows how much of that stuff is out there and that it's so prevalent that like i was nervous to look like anyone else like to look yep. like that because i didn't want to have that negative perception yeah i don't know i kind of went a couple different ways but the first time ever really that's, saying it out loud that's super that's super interesting because i've kind of gone through a similar situation or like some some interesting like opportunities have like come my way in the past few weeks um and i was talking to my mentor jordan about like yo these these opportunities are coming my way going into content it is exactly what i wanted i wanted freedom to create i wanted power to literally just create whatever i want i want to work with just a few companies i want the pay to be there and just i want like st like that sturdiness and like that steadiness mm -hmm. and he was like would you would you w2 them would you would you say yes i will be an employee of that company and it's like, that's that's different than going out and just getting a client and yeah. i i thought to him i'm like fuck like would I? Would I not? 
what's holding me back? Is ego holding me back? Because I want to run my own thing and I want to yeah. call the shots. But if this is everything I ever wanted at this point in my life, like lay it out, would you go work for him? I'm like, wow. That, like, I, I just, I've, I've never even thought about I, that. I just, I just realized how much my ego was playing into my day-to-day decision-making even. Um, not that I'm not going out and getting clients and I have clients and all that stuff, but it's like, dude, if opportunities come your way, would you let your ego get in the way of you capitalizing on those opportunities and saying, yep, I'll sign that piece of paper. I'm an employee of you. I could have full creative freedom. No one would tell me what to do. I can run my own creative agency within this company. Um, would you take that? I'm like, damn. That's really interesting. Interesting. What's really interesting is that actually... That, same goes to you. Every ESA That's... client that I've had is basically turned into a W-2. Has it? ESA only has one right now retainer client contracted client like they pay every second accounts yeah they have one right now like i have one interesting everyone else is i'm w2 so you're just w2 for a lot of Mm -hmm. companies yeah interesting yeah does your ego play into that at all i think it's a little different in your financial plays into that yeah if they're going to pay me the same amount of money, but they're going to pay the taxes on it, why do I care? That's so true. I don't care how big ESA is. At the end of the day, my pocketbook is the same. I'm actually, I have more money because I'm a W-2 employee and I'm not paying taxes on it. Yeah. Because they are. So I've never cared to go W-2. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Now, scaling doesn't work because yeah. not everyone's going to be able to work with me. Yeah. But up to this point, that, that has been the case. Interesting. Yeah. That completely just like shifted my mindset interesting yeah so every time i've had the opportunity to go w2 i have hmm because at the the end of the day like if your company is you yeah now you have tyler so it's a little bit different yeah but like if you're like like i'm i'm the one working on these accounts yeah so what is it what does it matter like i'm not trying to flex that esa is doing six figures a year so what does it matter what bucket I'm getting paid in? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not selling the company. If I was going to sell, if I wanted to sell ESA, yeah, I'd bring everybody back to fucking, yeah, I'd bring everybody back to that. But realistically, like, like the whole value point of, well, I shouldn't say, but the big value point of ESA is the fact that it's a service. But if you want to take it to be W2, I'll take that. Yeah. Why not? Doesn't bother me. Damn. Thank you. That was rad. I just had like a complete unlocking <laughs> of that. I'm glad we caught it on tape and podcast. Absolutely. And I will say though, that means working with you. Yeah. So like your time will become short. Yeah. Like you have a limited time. The company scaling does not. Yeah. So like, I don't want to give up the misconception that like if somebody hires ESA today, that's going to be the case. Yeah. Because working with me is just harder and harder. I have less mm. and less time. Yep. So like. Interesting. Yeah, not that I'm hammering down either way. Like, no. Yep, I'm signing my life away to either either side. It's just an interesting, <laughs> no, interesting and, thought. And, yeah, and, I, and I'm just giving you the both sides of it. Because yeah. realistically, like at the time when I was looking at it, it's like um, I still have capacity to work. I still have capacity to take on other stuff. And I never pushed to be W2. Yeah. But if they requested it, like 
that is at their doing. Like realistically, like from a financial perspective, using ESA is more cost effective for the company because they're not paying employer taxes, employer benefits. They're not paying vacation. They're not paying these things. Mm -hmm. If they would, but if they want to, like I'm not going to necessarily stop them from doing so. Yeah. Why, why put that block on it? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like you're not a public company. So like, I'll use like blank slate as an example. Like if you're not looking to sell the company, which I know you're not Mm -hmm. like no one else out there in LinkedIn world's ever seen your financials. Yeah. So like, what does it matter? What bucket of money that it's coming in? Mm -hmm. It's just never mattered to me. Now, when you max out your time and your whatever, and they're working with Tyler now, or you grow and you have three, four, five Tyler's working. You'll never have that many Tyler's because he's special. But, <laughs> um, but, but you get the gist. You have a staff of employees. Well, no, you're not going to W two up all your employees. Yeah. But it was kind of a way for those people to lock in the fact that they're working with me. Interesting. So, like, that's yeah. That's I want a full circle and really make that thought wholesome. Mm-hmm. You got me thinking in a good way. Yeah, I've, I've never really thought about it. Yeah. Like that. So I appreciate that. And that's why I really buckled down on who those W two clients are. Yeah. Because I wanted to make sure that like I knew that as this thing grows and stuff like working with me, it's obviously like on a small scale, but just saying from a point of ignorance, like, cause it is my company. Yeah. Like people are going to want to work with you first. Yeah. It's just factual. You yeah. go to, if you go to VaynerMedia, you're, you're not going to, but you want to work with Gary. That's why you go there. Mm-hmm. Like it, you, your work is going to end up being the same because it's the same method that happens with every single employee. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's the business. It's a well-oiled machine. But you would love to work with Gary. Mm-hmm. And the way that I saw like W2s were like those clients saying, well, I want to work with, I want to lock in being able to work with you. Yeah. And that's why it was, it is, I mean, it's obviously a greater expense to take, take that on. But that was, you know, in the contract of, you know, in ESA contracts, it's like, you're not necessarily going to be working with me. You could be working with my staff. Yeah. Well, and that goes and into building going, brand too. Absolutely. Like look at a dude like Gary. Gary can charge you hundreds of thousands yep. of extra dollars just because he's he's gary 100 percent, and that's why those w2s are what they are interesting and there's the there's the benefits there's the like there there is that aspect of it but those perks come because they hired me yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's such a fascinating point i've been moving on already <laughs> 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 when it left you loud for the camera, that was awesome. There's that nice video. Setup. You'll be able to see this <laughs> podcast. I just whacked my chair on my light right behind me. Man, what else do you want to talk about? I just want to touch on like we'll we'll, we'll go the constructive. We'll, we'll we'll let's let's end with what we started with. Okay. We said that there's too much emotion right now and too mu- like and not enough business. Yep. I'm gonna find that sweet spot in this conversation. Okay. I've been super out of it um, the past week or so going, um, I shouldn't even say like heavy, but just starting to get back into the flow of like trying to scale ESA mm-hmm. um, and giving you the answer before with W2s and stuff. Like I have that personable, like, so the the scaling thing is, comes a little bit foreign to me. Yeah. Um, I'm super solid in the corporate world. Always have been like, that's like, that is my rock. Um, scaling a company is a different animal. And it's a totally different thing where, you know, I just expect because I see like, I, I know the business model that I built. I'm going to just be a straight shooter. There is a 0% chance 
any company should look at ESA compared to hiring an accountant or any other accounting service and go with that accounting service. There's, there's no reason like this company was not built to make a ton of money. This company was built to provide opportunities to accountants to build like a hub of the world's best accountants and to provide value to businesses that they've never seen because uh, 98% of accounts and you're not taught it when you go to school for accounting or as you truly just scale in the world that you should actually be the epitome of growth for whatever company you're working for. So it's a t- it's it, it's it's an unlock of an industry that's been stagnant for literally as old as time. Accounting's been around forever, like literally ever. If there's ever been a business, there's been accounting. There is no company that is built on this model. I've done nothing to showcase that. Mm-hmm. If somebody's listening to this, this is the first time they could have been following my content for the past year and a half. Yeah. They wouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like anyone who I talk to, I've landed because they realize that there's no reason they shouldn't go with ESA. Yeah. I do not know how to build that. Yeah. And how to be the media aspect of that. Like it's 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 honestly insane to me that this business model is there and I'm struggling with even the first thought of how to grow it. Mhm. Well, and it's not in your wheelhouse. No. No, it is the most foreign concept to me. Going back to the baseball analogy. Like you've you know how to hit off a tee, you know how to hit a fastball. Yep. But here's a curveball. Yep. Like maybe corporate world was that 90 mile per hour fastball you're you're hitting a home run every time. Yep. Now a 78 mile per hour hanging curve 12 seam curve you're striking out. Yeah. Or you're you're struggling to hit that rather than the, yeah. the fastball. And I think that's something that you just need to take into account too. It's like, yo, I'm stepping into a completely different ball game. Like yeah, there's a lot to learn here. Um, like I, I would fail miserably in a corporate setting. That's me. I'm not corporate, but in entrepreneurship, I've, I've been able to eat. Um, like it's, I'm comfortable in the chaos of entrepreneurship. That's my comfort zone. So even stepping out of that, seeking that structure, see like if someone handed me like, yo, yo, Sam, here's a $150,000 gig, work for us, W2U, that's it. You can have complete creative freedom, control, everything. That's foreign to me. That would feel uncomfortable. Be an amazing opportunity, but I wouldn't, wouldn't know how to. I'd be like, a, a, you know, oh, okay. I let me think about it for a little bit. Yeah. But then if someone, if a client came to me like, yo, it's a two hundred thousand dollar dollar contract, like blank slate, handle it. I'd be like, cool, let's rock it. That's crazy. But it's because it's it's what you're comfortable with. Yeah. See, and that's like, and that's where like getting like mine is on the phone. Like why? Like, and I haven't, we haven't really formalized yet, which is I think not good i love that idea still of the referral oh sorry of the uh of the referral fee and everything <laughs> yeah um and doing that because like my biggest thing is getting there there are this entire like i'm not there's it's never 100 percent. like it's never gonna be 100 percent. it's never gonna be even 90 percent. Mm-hmm. but up to this point i haven't gotten on the phone with one business owner mm-hmm. whether it's a 30 minute or an hour call talking about services talking about their business seeing how we can align together and where it hasn't ended in them saying 
yeah, no, that, that would actually make complete sense. Or, hey, like, I'm still a little small at this point, or we come to the conclusion, because like, I'm not trying to hire a client if they're not ready for that service either. If they don't have the money in their books, I'm not, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll course you through how to do it for long enough until you can't anymore. I've never had a call that didn't end in either of them saying once like, hey, like I, I really appreciate that. Once it comes to that growth point that, that we've kind of set, I'll call you or, okay, yeah, I want to utilize the service. Yeah. I have up to this point now, I know that's not, I know that's not scalable. I know I'm going to get it from every angle of people saying, <laughs> well, you can never land a hundred, but I've never, I haven't had it happen yet on a small scale, mm -hmm. but I can't, I haven't even been able to get those conversations. Like I've struggled so mightily yeah. to conceptualize, you know, whether it's content, whether it's smart, I've done nothing to bring in even the Back calls or, or the awareness yeah. of what the company is. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, it's, it's a super problem. It's, it's the biggest hindrance to growth yeah for the company because like i know that it's an on switch like i have accounts at the ready to catch scale mm -hmm. because they believe in the company so much and i believe in them so much and i can provide them opportunities they won't see elsewhere but i i can't get the businesses in because i can't even i don't know how to get on the phone with business owners yet yeah i don't up to this point i've not been able to and I know that I can get better at it, but I don't even know where to start. Like we had a call last week and Sam and I did. Um, I want to see who else. It doesn't really matter. It was just a phone call about like different marketing ideas and how I can try to brand it and build a funnel and this and that. And I honestly got off the call feeling horrible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely horrible. Because I was like, I know none of that. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I'm doing, or I'm doing nothing that was suggested even close. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's absolutely a problem. I am literally the biggest roadblock to my company growing. And it is, and it is a ginormous problem. Thank you for helping up about that. And that's, absolutely. Um, that's everyone's roadblock. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's growth. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you going to do? Wallow on the past of, oh, of oh this hasn't yeah. worked in the past. This isn't going to work in the future. It's, it's, beautiful like you you being open about that stuff because that's the self-awareness what like how do you grow you be aware of the problem or what's holding you back from growth you attack that head-on and then bust through it like it's it's a very simple process here yeah. you you putting that out to the public and i think like i was seeing like mental unlocks as you described that because i i know you haven't like really described that and like been yeah, open about no. that ever in the past absolutely but it's Again, going back to growth in a super uncomfortable position, like that's not an easy process. You shouldn't know what to do like that in in six months, in one year, in two years. Like, oh, I'm a marketing wizard. I know how to build a company, scale a company when you've never done it before. Yeah, like that's that's insane. If I went and battled Michael Phelps in a swimming competition, I'd get my ass laughed out of the <laughs> water. That's not my forte. Yeah, I. I'll put money on the line that I can make a better video than Michael Phelps. I don't know. Like you, he might be, a, might be a filming wizard that I don't know, but like <laughs> that's not his forte. He wouldn't cry about it because like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I've never touched a camera. Okay. It's what I do for a living. It's just different. Yeah. You're in the corporate world. You don't run a business full time. So it's going back. Yes. They're both business related, but like it's still a huge, huge difference. Yeah. So I think being comfortable with, Okay, this is my current situation. 
these are the things I need to learn and I'm going to go after it and learn it. Yeah. Yeah. See, and like, and, and it's just for me, like, and this doesn't make it sound like egotistical at all, but it's like my biggest frustration with it is I literally feel like it's 1700 BC and I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in a cave with a wheel and every person I show this wheel to is like, this is amazing. I, I, I'm i going to buy it from you. It's phenomenal. But I've only talked to seven people <laughs> about it. And otherwise, it's just sitting in my cave. And I'm like, how do I like? And literally, like, and I'm using that example because I have LinkedIn at my fingertips. Yeah. I have these things. And I literally feel like I'm sitting in a cave because I don't utilize any of them. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I'm utilizing any of them to actually do what I need to do. I feel like I'm literally, like, I'm 3,000 years ago where, like, I'm I'm at square one, like, where I feel like I have to literally, like, walk in and shake people's hand one by one and try to find them as they're walking by my cave to be like, hey, you know that I have this. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, that's amazing. But if nobody's been walking by my cave, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And that's literally what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so painful because I'm I'm so not experienced in that marketing realm or in the sales funnel realm and all of that stuff mm-hmm. that that I'm literally a caveman sitting with a wheel. In, and, in, in, and I think you cave. expect things to happen very quickly. It's not that I expect them to happen quickly. I, I, I realize that patience is a virtue. Like I understand that time has to go into like, I guess it's a pulling of both. Like I'm trying to put right now, even in my mind, I can see myself Dig going deep. down the corporate world Dig deep. and saying like, because, because patience, I've had patience my entire career um, in that I know like I, w- I wasn't 16 years old saying I'm a CFO or saying that I'm yeah. like, but I knew that if I did X, X, Y, and Z that I would be. Yep. So like I had the patience to know what I had to check off. But once I got there, then I had the expectation of what was to come. So like even in this scenario, I'm in the same boat of thinking, well, if I post a couple of videos, people should be hitting me up. And if people hit me up, well, I'm going to close and that's going to be okay. Yep. But it's not like that because I have done these videos and it's not like my inbox is absolutely booming, mm-hmm. which means like we just read the profile. Perhaps the profile was bad. There was other stuff, but there's all this stuff that like I need to know. And I realize this is not the way that the world works, but I need to know how do I get on the phone with a business owner? What do I have to do to make that happen? Yeah. Because then it's a wrap and I'm being dead serious. Like that is where like, like what the referral campaign, if that launches, if we end up doing that, I think it's still a solid idea, but like, that's what all of those things are. This isn't about me making money. It's about changing the accounting world. Mm-hmm. And the business model is there. I know that it is because I've worked in the corporate world. I know how messed up things are and how old the model is and just how out of touch it is with the way that businesses are actually run mm-hmm. and business owners expectations of what accounting is, is just completely off base that they don't know what it can do for them. Yeah. I know that the business model is there. I'm sitting in the cave with a wheel with absolute no roadmap of how to make anything happen with it. Let's get after it. I know. (laughs) How did that feel? Really good. But once again, on that scale, super vulnerable. Yeah. Because it's going to come across as like that I don't know what I'm doing, but I don't. 
in mm. that in that sense. Mm. Well, that I think that's the beautiful thing that you realize when starting your own business. You're like, wow, I thought yeah. I knew something. I know nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like video. And, and like Same the comfort photo. of saying that. Like it's bonkers. Like Yeah. And that's that's what I tell people. Like you could have the best piece of content in the world. Best piece hands down best piece of content. And they could even if you had twelve thousand people walk walk through that door and say, like, yo, I need this service. If your structure isn't set up properly, if your sales funnel isn't set up properly, if your team isn't equipped, like you're not getting any of those sales. So same thing with like, yo, if you have if you're making videos, but your back end isn't set up, if your brand isn't set up, if you're not like something something's missing. There's a hundred different nuances. Just because I make a video doesn't mean I'll get a sale. And that's what I've like gone through and test a bunch too. It's like, okay, what what videos work? What videos don't? How can I convert better? And that's that's your conversion rate. That's mm-hmm. like, yes, you can drive people through the door, but like what happens when they're in the door? There's a bunch of different steps and a bunch of different processes. Like, there's, okay, there's, there's three if you break it really down. Yeah. There's there's awareness. There's like, yo, these are the videos I'm creating. It's it's generating awareness, generating warm warm leads. Then it goes to like converting. Like, what are you going to do with those those eyeballs? Like, that's where you hit them with, here's a free pdf here's here's just more value more value more yeah. value then once they once they get on an email list or whatever whatever other tactics you use like that's where the close comes in and there's a whole bunch of steps in the middle um but it's hard and no one teaches you it real like people teach you but like you don't expect those things when you're first starting a business and those yeah. like, like that's the beauty of as cliche as it sounds like being in love with the process like the process is learning like you need to love learning about those things to really create something effective yeah see and i guess that's where like i'm so in my craft that like just being completely upfront like i know what i know about marketing and funnels and like from a ten thousand foot view like i know of them i know what they are i've read up on you know different different methods, different, like, I haven't gotten myself to actually enjoy it. Yeah. So, like, it still comes across as foreign to me. I mean, it's like the gym in the personal life. Yeah. Like, I know I have to go there. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I know that sitting at home is not going to get me healthier. But it's still so foreign to me. Like, when, when like you're sitting at home, like, but choosing a workout routine, choosing foods to eat, choosing, like, you know, what are the best ones for you? What's going to work best for that? And you're going to go and you're going to think you're going to set up a whole workout schedule and then you're going to get there and it's yeah, it's going to suck and you're not going to like it. And you're going to maybe have to like, I really didn't like that exercise. Actually, I wanted like maybe like that one wasn't best for me because it, it, you know, yeah, treadmill hurt my knees. So now I've got to switch <laughs> to the elliptical or I got to do this. But now I just developed that whole plan based on hitting those calories on this and that. Like I haven't gotten to that point of having the passion of learning that. I would like, and then it goes to like saying, well, you know, find the things that you're not strong at and hire for them, Mm -hmm. which I've kind of tried to do. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) Kind of. But it's the same thing of then like, but then that's me having issues giving away like control, giving away control because no one's going to be able to explain it and understand it and have the passion of the actual business like i do nor nor should they nor should they 
nor will anyone that ever. goes back to how well can you communicate your message yeah how well can you talk about your business how, absolutely how well can you lead people mm-hmm. and create that momentum around that vision yeah yeah more things to learn that's exactly that's part of the business exactly and i like this this is rad absolutely and that's and that's where the biggest thing comes in is like i i just have to figure out like what i want to do i want to learn it do i want to work with like hire someone to learn it with and that's why i thought the referral idea was cool mm. and i realized we brought it up a couple of times and we don't know if it's going to be a thing or you yeah. have to actually explain it but like because it gets people not to, i mean it's kind of a it gets people to do it for you yeah. and then i can see what works and see what doesn't it's kind of a free market what's well, affiliate marketing yeah yeah it's been around forever yes and then I can see like what works with that. I can then talk to businesses that are reaching out and stuff like that. And mm. it, it bridges that gap without. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, and I, you, I'm sure, you know, I'm trying to be really constructive with where I go <laughs> with my experience with it. So I'm trying to be very. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, that was cool. Like I've, there's a lot of unlockings in that Absolutely. say 10 minutes even. And I, I think it was it was cool to hear you talk about it because I could I could see you thinking through the process and thinking what to say. And then kind of like when you let that go, you're like, oh, I can just talk about this stuff yeah. and be, be open about it. And I, I could like feel a weight coming off of like being lifted off your shoulders. It's like you've been holding something back there. So I think just saying it is has helped you. Maybe? Yeah, absolutely. And and, maybe, I, and, I, and I really think like as like from a content piece, like it's – I would love to know, like, from an outside perspective, like, yeah. and I realize this is just, like, asking, but it's one of those things that, like, what, like, for companies that have necessarily, like, are more B2B and, like, you know, in more of a service, like, what what are, you know, recommended methods of sales? Mm-hmm. You know, like, having those conversations because I hate when I say hate, I mean I hate almost every form of the way that they are today. Mm-hmm. Like I can't stand getting bombarded in my LinkedIn DMs. I can't stand my email being flooded with, "Hey, did you hear that? There's this like this new IT solution?" Or like mm-hmm. I cringe at them because yeah. I'm like, "This is so like I don't need your shit." Yeah. But all of them could be great. So this isn't just for me. It's like for B two B people who have back end office solutions. Across the board, ITHR, like payroll, accounting. What are methods that are new original? Because like when I've I've tried to talk with companies or individuals who like to hire to do and they're like, oh, we're gonna do like, you know, these these LinkedIn blasts, we're gonna do like and I just think I would hate myself. Yeah. Because I would be part of the problem that when I get those, I I can't delete them quick enough and I look down upon the people who do it. Mm-hmm. And I know that that sounds bad, but I'm, I'm literally like, this person doesn't even care about me. Like they don't even like, which is the opposite of my business. The whole reason I created this business was because I literally couldn't care more mm-hmm. about businesses and about growing their companies. There's no me involved with that. Yeah. But how do I get that across in a LinkedIn DM? Because you have to hit it from a sales pitch. And then the second that it becomes a sales pitch, it's game over, mm-hmm. at least in my eyes. Because like, because I wouldn't, I don't want to send out and I've been using, I don't want to use the name because it makes it sound bad because they're a tremendous company because they do what they're supposed to. But, I, but I've been now for three months paying a service to blast out messages that they use their expert text. And 
it's been dead because I, I, I hate the messages that they're sending out on my behalf. That's why I'm stopping it after this month mm-hmm. because I'm cringing at the fact that I'm doing it. Yeah. So it's like, what is there to do? And I've realized, like, I'm asking that very open-ended. Like, it's it's not just for me. Like, I literally mean this from, like, the B2B world. Mm-hmm. Like, because I don't want an email. I don't want, like, well, a you, DM What, what would you through. want? That That is really interesting, actually. How would you want to be sold to? And sold to can be a loose term. Whether you realize you're being sold to or not. I'm trying to think of like things that I use. When's the last that... thing you? What's the last thing you bought besides sports cards? <laughs> dude, I don't even oh my know, God. bro. I don't spend money. I really dude don't. Ha- Holy shit, dude! This I dude buy, hasn't like... bought anything in the past twelve years. <laughs> dude, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. the The last thing that sold me was when you sold me that service of being like, "Hey, they'll blast out messages for you." <laughs> And like I thought, the idea was dope. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh shit, like I, they like they can do that for me, and that's kind of cool. But then I got over the, but then I got into this mindset where like, wait, but I don't like getting them, so that was hypocritical for me to use a service that does that. Yeah. So like, I'm not gonna lie, like the last other things that I bought was I bought a protein that was recommended. I think it's referrals and recommendations, and it's people, which is why I thought of the referral idea. Mm-hmm. Have you gone to the, your existing clients? Or existing people you have worked with in the past or currently work with. Say, hey, Jimbo founder, can you write write a referral? And do you know any two or three other businesses that might use my services? I haven't. I, I don't like asking. I, well, that's saying, that's your number one problem. You I need know. to ask. Like You are literally not going to do anything in the business world if you can't I know. ask. So I think that's, no, I've literally that's a never, huge unlock. Never with any client I've ever asked. Yep. Hey, like, what do you... Cause I don't like, I don't like being, I like being the value bringer and I realize that sounds cliche, but I'm being dead serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like bringing value and I feel like if they help me, I think that's then like, I, like I don't want to feel like I need someone to help me. Let it sit. I'm not going to say anything. I know. I know that is actually crazy, which is why I like when I, yeah. So I'm like, and we got it on camera. I love it. He knows what he needs to do, people. <laughs> he needs to ask. Because, like, all the time if people, like, hit me up and say, like, hey, man, I know you're really, like, like, I mean, like, watching this, like, when we have conversations, like, if you would be, like, hey, so there's this, like, marketing dude who, like, really crushes it, I would be, I would be like, oh, hell yeah. But if that same person sent me a DM tonight, I would delete it. Yep. I'm all about referrals because I, cause I care about people. That's yeah. all I operate. That, that's my whole business is run on relationships and people and bringing value. And, like, so when someone else feels like that they were bringing up something else, like that they like me, like would like me enough to bring it up. And that's, I mean, that's how I landed that. That's how basically every ESA clients come in. Cause I haven't done anything to bring in organic or bring in anything, but just organic clients that have come in mm-hmm. because I haven't had any outbound inbound. And you haven't clients. asked. And I haven't asked. Even the people around you. No. Go through your contact list and text everyone. Hey, like not, do you need accounting help? Hey dude, long time. No, no talk. Dude, and that's where I think, okay, so screw it. I'm going to run forward with it. I just made the executive decision because <laughs> it's only because my company and get whatever. Like, that's why I wanted the referral thing because I hate asking people for help. But I thought if I do that, ref- if I so it's a referral campaign. Mm-hmm. I thought if I give them a great portion of the money, more money than they could make anywhere else in a referral or with an affiliate thing, or I, I'm not a huge fan of that whole industry, but like 
if I could give them more money to do so than it, then I'm bringing them enough value for doing it. I'm overcompensating for the little work that they have to do. So I feel okay doing that then. I feel mm-hmm. okay asking for that and throwing that right hook because I feel like I'm then bringing them so much more value in that they're not, you know, in that they, they can do as little or as much work as they want to do and they'll be overly compensated for it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like that idea so much because it took away that feeling of me asking. I think we can run with that, but I think there's something deeper of like, you need to dive into why are you uncomfortable asking? Like if you, if you can't ask for, or not that you can't, but if you don't feel comfortable asking for what you want, people can't read your mind. Other businesses can't read your mind. You need to ask. it's really interesting and like i'm really working here like i I look like i'm like i'm really thinking through this like 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 how how are businesses reading your mind they're not i mean you're in you're in the cave (laughs) how do people around you know what's in that cave without you stepping out of that cave and saying hey guys i'm not selling anything but like yo i'm gonna go out and like start asking around and start networking and start talking to people and forming those relationships yeah because like i I really don't even like like you've always pushed me to try to go to events and stuff Mm -hmm. i I, I don't do any of that it's all a networking game yeah like look at how many people like again kind of rhetorical question but how many people know you how many genuine conversation have you had with people like that people are like fuck like sutton's gonna do something at scale. At scale zero. Every networking event, every coffee meeting, every video post, every blog post, like all of that is getting your name out there. Yeah. Getting more people to know who you are. Like that's the that's the cycle I've like I am by no means an expert salesman. I'm actually not the best salesperson at all. Like I'm not the best at sales. I'm not the best at processes and systems and structure and a lot of biz dev things that takes to scale a business and that's why i've not scaled a business but i'm good with people i know how to talk to people and that's what i've leaned in on i knew at the very start of like getting into video like okay i don't have the skills to make the best videos i can i don't have the resources to buy any camera gear i don't have the network right now to really like tap in but I know out of those three, the easiest thing for me was to build that network. So that's what I leaned into. I took every single coffee meeting. I went to every single event and I talked to every single person I could, both online and offline. I took those like every DM. All right. Send them a selfie video, send them a voice response, send them a picture in the comment section, like foster those relationships. Because when you're first starting, like your relationships are just everything. And how many people know who you are? See, and that's the thing. It's like, like in comments, like I'll respond to everyone. I respond to every DM. Like I have no issue with that. I shouldn't say issue with that. I thoroughly enjoy that. Yeah. And like that, that's not some PR bullshit. Like I, that, that is like what I, I, I thrive for that actually. Mm-hmm. Like. <sighs> on your own stuff though. How much do you engage with others? I've started to do that more. I, I'm really, I'm really not a huge consumer of content. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really not. Uh, and that just comes down to time, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Because, like, for me, like, if I'm, 
if you're going to get anything more than a bullshit response from me on a video or like on your post, like, cause I don't like leaving that comment. Like that says, Hey, excellent post, bro. Yeah. Exclamation point tag, which that shouldn't be the point. No, I like wholesomely care. Mm. Like, like if I'm going to read that and like I do it with my text, like if somebody sends me like a very kind or like a long message where like I have to actually really think about it, I don't read it until I have the time to, mm -hmm. which means I may then not get back to you for days sometimes mm -hmm. because I don't have that true like where I can sit down and really conceptualize what you said and respond thoughtfully. My girlfriend, I'll tell you all about that. Um, but like consuming content and stuff like that, like my first want is to watch it and then be super like thoughtful and like, hey, this is what I like, blah, 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 blah. You can't do that at scale. In my current, in my that's, current. That's how you scale. You scale the unscalable. Taylor Swift has performed in random people's weddings before. Why? Because it's it's leverage. You can't scale that. Gary Vee will hop on a five-minute call with someone random. That's not scalable. But hey, guys, if you comment down below, like, he doesn't really care about the comment, but it's like, I'll take time out of my day. It does not make sense. L yeah, look at the things Gary does. Look at how unscalable that is. Look at how much value he's actually bringing. And, like, you can't, you can't scale that, but that's how he's scaled. Like, you scaled unscalable. You take That's meetings. Interesting, yeah. You take meetings that you, you can't scale. You have talks you can't scale. You send videos that you can't scale, and that's how you scale because it's relationships. That's how you really build relationships. That is so interesting, dude. I just had such a mental unlock with that. Like that's bonkers because like my my whole hold up on that is like, yo, like I'm not gonna watch this dude's minute and a half video because like I I would want to like actually like respond thoughtfully and like really like engage and get in it, get in it. But like if I do it for this one, like then the whole thing that they tell you, you know, like with LinkedIn as a whole, you have to respond to a ton of posts and stuff. So then yours gets cycled. And I'm like, but I couldn't do that. I, I can't, I don't have the time to watch two dozen. Hey, this is an awesome video. Like I really like the way that you broke down talking about flow and like, like, like for me, flow in my life has been, you know, like I can't do that right now mm -hmm. yet. Like I don't have the time in my day to do that two, three dozen times a day. And how important is it to you? it's important you make time for it yeah if you don't value working out you're not going to make time working out some people work out for four hours a day because they value it so much yeah some true. people work for 13 hours a day because they value it so much it all goes down to value yeah see and then i guess that's but that but that but then then it goes back to the square one of like where the marketing aspect of it isn't where i i well that's why you engage dude i was an i was an 18 year old with long hair selling nothing and i was just talking about my story yeah. I didn't fucking know what I was doing, but I knew like oh, I could talk to people, and somehow something happens, and like I I just focus on building relationships. I would go in every day, I comment, I consume. I like that. I like that. Conceptualizing in the term of building re building relationships, which is exactly what I want to do with the business as a whole, anyway. Mm -hmm. Instead yeah, you of like, like be, be, because the thought, like when you say, when you, th those are two separate thoughts and mm -hmm. like, it's crazy. Like it's why wordplay is so important. When you say engaging with content yep, and building relationships with the creator, one makes me want to run through a brick wall, engaging with the creator, because that's building relationship with said person. Brick wall in a good way? In a good way. Okay. Like as hell. Yeah. Cause I want to build a relationship with everyone. Like even the people that I don't give a shit if they don't need accounting. Like I just want to, like, I love that. I love that. Yeah. 
But when you mention like, oh, but engage with content, I'm like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I don't look at those two things the same. You don't see the person behind that content. No, no, because because when people mention, well, you got to engage with content at scale. I hear I've got to do some another marketing ploy that I've just got to I've got to leave some comments and whatever just so I can grow the business, which doesn't entertain me. To me, to me, people that like leave like, yo, good, good vid, bro. And I know they didn't even watch it. That's the same thing to me, like somebody sending a DM with their sales pitch. They're just crossing T's and dot I's and leaving comments to get their shit up. So when you tell me like we got to engage with content at scale, I think, fuck you. Yeah, we need, I, because we're not going to do that. Because we need to build relationships at scale. That's what it does. Yes. But I'm saying like, but that just yeah. unlocked for me, which is what I'm saying is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. One box, I want no part of it. The other box, when you say like, well, no, but you really want, you want to build relationships at scale. And the best way to build relationships with those people is engaging with their content. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I, I, I would do that 10, 15 times, 20 times a day. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's phenomenal. I would love to. I would love to do that. Yeah, dude. I just like. Sorry, I'm literally <laughs> like that. That that now just made me want to take time every day to do that, and find the time to do that, and make the time to do that. It's not finding. It's not taking. It's making the time to do that. I like that a lot. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. As we dude, wrap up, is, that yes. is a great point to end on, dude. That's what this is all about. Like, and like documenting like the physical un- physical and mental unlocks that like you go through absolutely and, and and truly like i know that like the reason i'm so once again like on these topics and stuff and like this is where like i think it's very nice that content is going more emotional is because like for me like through talking through a lot of this it's the uncomfortableness of like well if i say this am i not coming off as an expert yeah. or am i not coming off as being a thought leader because i'm kind of uncertain and to be a leader, you better be certain because somebody's not going to follow you if you're not like. But realistically, ego. what's it? It's all ego. ego. Yeah. So that that's what's really interesting because I think like through these conversations and stuff, like I think it's really going to show you know the fact that there's so many people that are in the same spot and so many people that are running through the same thing. And I also just want to to really conclude with a point. I know that we had a conversation because I want to end this on a super positive and strong note. Um, that you and I had a conversation two months ago regarding when you were talking about like all the emotion, like yeah. kind of like all the emotional stuff you were doing. And I don't want to obviously go into like super, super yeah. like detail prep with a lot of it. But the conversation ended with me telling you like, hey, you realize like you're being super vulnerable, but you in being super vulnerable, you're not actually giving yourself credit for the shit that you do so well. Yeah. I really want that to be a focus here too though. Because like also year over year, ESA has grown exponentially for the last two years now. Like year over year, it's done super well. But it shows that there's different levels to success and it's the vibrations. Mm-hmm. Because for a while, I thought I was killing it with the essay. But now when I'm thinking and I'm looking to like scale and I'm working with people that are on different vibrations at different levels of success and just, I guess, just speaking straight from like monetary business accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, shit, I have so much more to do. And now I'm going back into that kind of vulnerable state. Because having to reset, take that one step back for the two steps forward. So I do want to have that come across in a big way too. That like, this is what all of this is all about. That like, there are millionaires who are striving, you know, to then be billionaires who are looking vulnerable as millionaires. Yeah. When they're having a conversation with somebody who's just starting out making $15 an hour, they're going to look like a freaking genius and go, well, how are you being so vulnerable? Yeah. 
but that converse this conversation has to be had too that like this is this is me at that state of trying to go to that next level up and that's where i remember i was trying to give you know trying to bolster you up because i think you kind of lost some of that mm-hmm. like yo look at all that you have done though like like yes you're like in that area of uncertainty because you're looking so much into the emotion but let's look back in the ego because you have to have an ego in business you do mm-hmm. every single day you have to have that self-confidence you gotta have that self-worth and i think when we spend too much time focusing and having you know a 40-minute conversation on you know the things we're not it also then is 40 minutes that we're not looking at the things that we are doing super well each and every day mm-hmm and and I, and I think it would be I'd be remiss if we didn't finish with that and end on that high of a note. Yeah. So, I'm not going to say anything else. There we go. That's that's perfect and I'm really glad you brought that up. So, thank you for that. Absolutely. Well, it was a pleasure. Dude, week 3. You're week getting better. Three, dude. I, We're I'm getting better. better. I I love I'm feeling these. Better. So, Absolutely. Every single week Sam and Sutton talks just kind of breaking down our our life, our brainstorming sessions, our physical unlockings and all that good stuff. So, Stay tuned for the Thank you so much for, for watching and listening. And thank you, Sub Boss. Thank you. See you guys next week. It's been week. real.